the Infinity Saga and beyond. My name is Jordan Wiegand, and with me, as always, breaking down Loki, is Matt Hartgrove. I'm a variant Matt Hartgrove today. Oh, geez, what a twist. (laughs) (laughs) Did not see that coming. Uh, What type of variant are you? Just somebody that made a different decision than another? You you were, uh, the, the real Matt is in a reality where he was able to golf today without the rain? Is that? Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> freaking poured earlier <laughs> like it's still kind of drizzling out but it downpoured at like 8 a.m that's crazy no, it's it's beautiful here it's like 73 degrees so i didn't even work up a sweat when i was on my walk today probably gonna lose power um, but i did have <clears throat> i did have um what's it called uh uh planes i guess they're like Working on a, uh, what's it called, a uh, like an air show pre- practice or something. Huh. But my goodness, they're flying right over my house, driving Oscar nuts. <laughs> Absolutely nuts. I was like, are you kidding me? It was like every two minutes, another one would fly over. You can hear fireworks every night now. <clears throat> I mean, I hope it's fireworks. Um, and not gunshots, yeah. Yeah, but like you can hear fireworks every night now. It's getting crazy. I, I have to assume it's either... Well, no, we went to um, Epcot last night, but when we were driving home in a 100% past Universal, because we were driven past it, um, we were driving into the, like, left into the out, like, out of it, you could see fireworks, and I don't really know where that was or what it could have been. So there's... We had some going off here yesterday, which... Was driving Oscar nuts as well. Not as bad as the planes, though, because the planes were directly overhead. Like that was crazy. Yeah, yeah it's just a, it's a lot of. It was normal though. They, everybody's nice little normal Fourth of July weekend. Yeah, that's when we're recording this. I'm probably releasing it on July Fourth. So everybody, happy July Fourth. Happy Independence Day. Will Smith is coming to save the world. <laughs> to save the world from aliens. Not let's Loki. talk about let's talk about a few aliens though. <laughs> we got uh, Loki and Sylvie here that we're going to talk about. Uh, so we're talking episode four, the Nexus event, written by Eric Martin, directed by Kate Heron, originally released June thirtieth, twenty twenty one, on Disney Plus, and it ran for forty eight minutes. Um, the synopsis, yeah, forty eight glorious minutes. Well, minus the credits, yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah, like, I, I like the flashy credits, but when it's just like the black and white credits and yeah. this person voiced this person on the dub, you know, those go on a little bit. Uh, but everybody deserves credit. Synopsis. Frayed nerves and paranoia infiltrate the TVA as Mobius and Hunter B-15 search for Loki and Sylvie. 
you kind of alluded to your initial thoughts there with the glorious minutes, but what's your initial thoughts on the Nexus <laughs> event? Oh my God. It was, and I just actually just got to watch it because of, of work schedules and such, but Oh my God, that was the best. That was easily the best episode of any of the three shows Marvel have, has come out with um, from start to finish. It was just everything about the characters, everything about the storyline, the surprises that we'll get to, or maybe not surprises to some people if you had theories, but I just, I want the next episode now. That, that's how that episode made me feel. Yeah, it was, uh, I think I have to agree that this is probably the best episode that's been released for the Marvel Disney Plus series. Um, like, there's a few things that I'm going to, when we talk about these things, that I'm, like, was already theorizing, like, okay, how am I going to talk to Matt about this? Like, what about this theory and that theory? But then, like, the show moved so fast that then I already got those answers, <laughs> you know? <laughs> and I was like, okay, I don't even have to ask him that, I guess. But so so I'm really excited about uh, how fast this has been moving. Because, you know, some of the other shows did take a bit to get going. Or you're like, how are they going to wrap this up in, you know, the last two episodes? Yeah. Uh which I think we're already kind of there. All we got to do now is find out probably who's behind the TVA and stopping them, you know, like, and that's yeah. two episodes. Yeah. It's going to be in terms of major plot lines. It's who is behind the TVA, I think. But I, what I like, and I brought this up last episode was again, how they did this show a lot. Their, their setup of the show is a lot better because, because episode three was very, story driven in terms of the loki characters these this episode and the last two episodes get to just be about the story about the show we don't have to mm -hmm. think about like go oh, like who's agatha or you know learn more about the um actually forget the villains names and the um oh sorry you just saw goal um i know <laughs> <laughs> um if anyone's also watching the euros during listening to this um but the the villains in uh, Winter Soldier, uh, Falcon Winter Soldier, I already forget the, the name of that group for some reason. Um, but we kind of had to learn about so much background. But with this show, we already got that in halfway through the show. And I think that just leads to this, this show being to where the last two episodes, we get to sell it. We just get to watch who's behind the TVA, but also get to learn a lot about what the TVA <clears throat> is and what they've done with mm -hmm. people. Because we'll get to like the post credit scene. I feel like that's going to be like a bonus almost like that's going to be a whole bonus portion of the last two episodes compared to what the main storyline will be for the last two. Right. I think like if this was any other of these shows, when we get to the timekeeper stuff, like I felt like when we were getting to that already, I was like, Oh my, like this is moving really quickly. So let's, let's, mm -hmm. let's back up a bit and actually break down. The episode we started off with a flashback opening on Asgard, and we get Ravona Renslayer when she was a hunter for the TVA, uh, arresting a young Sylvie who's playing with you know some toys. One of the toys being like a, a Valkyrie figure, uh, arresting her for crimes against the sacred timeline. Uh, young Sylvie goes through the same process Loki did, you know, signing what she, every word she said, you know, um, 
the uh, making sure you're not a robot thing, but it's presented very differently. You know, in that it was presented almost comedy of Loki being like, what is this? This was, pre- you know, presented very like, this is scary for a child. They have no idea what's going yeah. on. Um, during the trial, though, she steals Renslayer's Tempad and escapes into the timeline. Uh, so we kind of got to see that that background. Um, I think we then get like the, the Marvel logo um, or the Loki theme song, something like that. But uh, just just a really cool. So do you think Renslayer was always called that then? Or, you know, because all these hunters have like Names. she was a twenty three. Actually, she went by Hunter a twenty three then, which is a reference to Avengers comic issue twenty three, which was Renslayer's first appearance uh, oh, in, in cool. the comics. Yeah. Pretty cool. And Kang appeared in the in there as well. So people, you know, of course, Ooh, are, okay. are thinking. <laughs> uh, but but yeah, so uh, that's a reference there. So then how do you think she gets, do you think she just comes up with her own name? Or she, I guess she's a variant as well, and that's her real name in the yeah. in the real uh, world? I think my when we were watching it, um, I, one of my first thoughts was why... You know, she was really hard on Mobius, actually, with, you know, losing the variants and such. But she also lost a variant. You know, she lost a child variant, which should be kind of even harder to do. So I was kind of like, without thinking of theories, when you're watching that, you have to initially, that would be your first sign that something is definitely up with her. Like, there must be some reason she could have that happen. And it almost seems like she's not really getting in trouble or there's some reason that she has now her, her special role because she let a variant child get away. That's caused tons of chaos. It, it seems. And she still gets to be like this supervisor type role who apparently only sees the time. The only person that can see the timekeepers. Like she's the, yeah, she becomes head. the judge. Yeah. So it's like, why, why does she get that role when the variant she lost has caused tons of issues in terms of the sacred timeline or killing, just like yeah, killing the most a issues. bunch of people. <laughs> and yet she still gets this title. So she clearly has to have either an in or she has always been working or maybe at some point she decided that, it, you know, at certain point, whoever created this whole thing with the TVA was like, oh, you have this option, we can kill you or you can become like my henchman and you're going to be helping me control everything. So I, I just think, I want to say she probably got the name from whoever created it because she gave up any any chance at anything besides TVA like work when that happened. You know, it was like one of those, mm-hmm. I kill you or you have to do this for me and you're going to become my like, you're going to become my pawn. You're going to become my assistant or like everything's going to, you're going to control the TVA through me so that i don't have to be there or i kill you and she knows all about them being variants so she Mm -hmm. definitely is knows that which means if she is a variant of that she's totally fine with not being the one on the main Mm -hmm. timeline you know that's the thing about like loki and sylvie they want to be their own person and she's like perfectly fine with not fulfilling that role of what mm-hmm. the real Ravona Renslayer is doing in the real world, I guess. 
but uh, yeah, just uh, just something to think about. And where what happens to the judge that she was presenting to? Does he move up in the company, or did he get you know pruned, or you know the questions I have that maybe we'll get answers to, or maybe we won't. Um, they're not super important questions. Uh, in the present, though, we have Mo- uh, Mobius who's trying to get to Hunter C twenty. He wants to interview her and try to see what she meant by it's real, right? Like it's real, it's real. Um, and just see if she has any more information that he can use when he's interviewing Loki or Sylvie or finding them. Uh, and Renslayer comes up with this claim that she died due to a mental breakdown and that she wasn't making any sense after a certain point, um, <clears throat> that she could barely form a sentence. And I don't think Mobius really believes this, um, right off the bat, but he's going to have reasons to doubt it later. But mm-hmm. uh, Renslayer, not the best liar either. Like I can easily tell when she's lying, <laughs> when she's lying. <laughs> uh, she's, yeah, she's not the best at it. Yeah. I don't know. It's, it was just one of those, like it just sounded sketchy. And I, I, I don't think he personally, I don't think he had tons of doubt at that point. Still. I think he still kind of, played into whatever was going on it was just one of those you know we're not gonna tell you like you know it's it's like a it's like an nsa type of deal you know like Mm -hmm. can't tell you we just take it and leave it and for the most part that's probably how he's always been for the tva is not really questioning anything they don't seem like a very the lower you go on their totem pole the less questions asked so it's like the people who are just the hunters just hunt and then it's like they don't go like, oh, why did I do this or or that? So it's it's probably a little weird for her to ha- handle questions, but at the same time, he's probably had questions in the past, and she just kind of goes, oh, this is it, and he just goes, okay, like, yeah, um, I don't think he usually questions anything. If so, like you said, it's it's just like he buys the explanation because when he yeah. does start pushing later, she's like, like, what is with you? Like, why? Are you, yeah, why are you it's, bothered it's like by this? Those, it's like one of those things where it's like somebody texts, like one text sounds different, and you're like, why are you texting me different? Like, yeah, you, you put a period at the end. You don't normally put a period at the end. So are you like mad at me? So that's a, that was. Yeah. Why are you just sending me OK stuff. or K? Why did you uh, <laughs> why are you sending one letter, one word response? Um, and then back in 2077, we have on Lamentus one uh, Sylvie and Loki, uh, you know, Sylvie's kind of sitting pouting. She's about to die. She's worked her whole life for this. Remember that, like. These characters are gods, so they've lived for, like, I think Thor and Loki are both thousands of years old. So Sylvie has to have been running for probably around thousands of years at this point, uh, which is crazy to think. Um, But, uh, you know, Loki does apologize, and he actually does mean it. He, He apologized. He sits with her on the log. When they actually touch, this causes it to branch, but not like a normal branch where they have tons of units until it redlines. Like, this thing's redlining pretty quick. It's heading to the, it's to the red like line. It's like a 90 degree. Quick. It was creating a perpendicular yeah. line. Like, it was just going straight up. Shooting right up. And, and that unknowingly saves them, right? Because then mm-hmm. the TVA gets there. They're able to capture them. 
Uh, I know some people were upset that it seems like her attack of bombing the timelines didn't really come with anything. Uh, that was just a distraction on her part. She was really just trying to get them distracted so she could try to kill the timekeepers. But it seemed like the timekeepers and, I mean, not the timekeepers, the TVA itself. Kind of figured And all their hunters. Yeah, yeah, they reset everything pretty quickly. They moved pretty That's- quick. When it, when it and I think that's part of how that's something that you have to do with a show sometimes like yeah it's I guess you could complain like oh we didn't really talk about it but it's a six episode show and you can easily they could have easily sat there and just said oh well we we have a bunch of agents and they they were able to, to fix it so do you really want to spend 25 30 minutes of an episode right like dealing with it I just think that was probably better that they just kind of went with the route they did yeah, we also see them like sending people out to fix that at the end of at the beginning of the mm-hmm. next episode, la- last week's episode. Yeah. We see everybody can't, running can't out do there. <laughs> yeah, but people were really upset in the sense of like they were like, some people were like, "Well, we didn't like." Is that just swept under the rug? Or two, like, uh, "Oh man, are we not really going to get multiverse stuff in this? We already have like we, we've mm-hmm. got some." pretty big multiverse stuff and the fact of just having oh, yeah, sylvie from the as a different <laughs> sylvie as a different loki is pretty uh pretty big but this alerts the tva and comes to rescue i wanted to ask your opinion because i can't think of any reason why this would happen but why do you think them touching whether romantic or not because i know we probably have different viewpoints yeah. on that why, and even if it was romantic, why would this cause a branch timeline when apocalypses have usually, you know, everything ends there anyway? What would have, what would have caused the branch? You think? Uh, my only thought, besides like the romantic portion of it, which I could could not be, we don't even know like if that was a, a thing. It. The only thing I could think of was having two variants in a timeline that they're not supposed to be in. And then they were get that was going to be their end. Cause the variants at some, like that's the only thing I could think of. It was two variants that weren't supposed to, to be a part of an apocalypse and having them there, or it could just be two variants creating an emotional connection that is not really ever supposed to happen. Because could you imagine like meeting a variant you and then becoming like best friends in like quick time frame right before an apocalypse like maybe that's a common thing in this tva reality but you know i don't it doesn't seem like people would react that way with a variant of themselves so besides the two variants dying at the same time and an event they're not supposed to the only other thing i think of is that they created a connection that hasn't really ever been seen between two variants whether it's emotional, romantic, you know, where they become best friends, where they're becoming like siblings, where they're becoming something more than that. But when they were holding like their hands to each other, when this was about to occur, that created a connection that maybe variants have never gotten before. And that is what caused the timeline to just kind of go haywire. Like, whoa, like this is, this is completely out of the ordinary. We do not know what to do about this. And then it, that's why it spiked. That that's the only other idea I have. Yeah, because I'm I'm not really sure on why this would happen. Um, unless you like you said, it's because of these two versions, these two variants of the same people, you know, coming together that 
really causes it to branch. But you would think with the planet about to be destroyed anyway, it would have just destroyed them and it wouldn't have changed anything. But I think maybe that's something that neither of them thought about when they're talking. Like, So people might say, well, that breaks the rules of this. But I'm not sure if it does. I think if, you know, n- none of these Lokis had known, you know, Sylvie didn't know. She only knew that she wasn't caught when she went to apocalypses. Loki figured out that there's no variance anomalies at apocalypses, but no one, none of them knew what happened if two of them are in the same one and have some sort of deeper connection. And it yeah. is, it is causing. I think we'll find out why at, at maybe at a later point. Um, but uh, yeah, we're not really sure. Um, so returning to headquarters, you know, uh, they have Sylvie with tons of guards, right? And they have Loki with just like two and he, he takes that by a little <laughs> bit of offense. He thinks he should have the same, uh, same amount of comedic. people. It was like comedic relief. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, but then Mobius puts him into a time loop where he is continuously attacked by Sif, Lady Sif from, from Asgard and Thor, uh, where Loki cut Sif's hair, like, just for the fun of it, pissed her off. She came over. She, like, kicks him in the balls. Um, she slaps him as well or something and tells him that he will always be alone, walks out, comes back, goes through it all over again. And uh, we actually get Loki, you know, at a certain point there where he's like, no, like, no more. <laughs> you know, he's lying mm. on the floor. Um Mobius does pull him out, though, at a certain point to ask him questions, thinking he's ready to talk now. And, and let me just say, the TVA, if we thought they were supposed to be good guys, uh, definitely not the good guys. I know we've kind of been taught that with all the other stuff, but putting you in like this time loop where it's continuous torture is pretty mm-hmm. brutal. <laughs> like that would be against the, you know, like the like the Geneva Convention and the war crimes and everything. If that was, uh, you know, if it took place inside of real world, because um, that's that's pretty mean. Yeah, it was. Um, I think at the start of the show, they're taught as like, oh, they're keeping, they are keeping the sacred timeline, and they're they're the good guys, and they're like the time cops, um, and you're gonna like solve time crimes and 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 such. But in reality they basically just get you and kill you or torture you and then kill you like that seems to be their their solutions <laughs> like it's, yeah yeah where I, and it doesn't matter how old you are like we saw like sylvie's a kid and the only thing i personally think the only crime she had against her it looks like she was playing with like a viking type of ship like, mm-hmm. i understand like asgard has probably got nord it definitely got nordic like vibes to it but it just looked like she was playing with a toy that maybe she shouldn't have been playing with. And that's why See, I, I think, I think there's something more to it than that because later on and we'll get, well, we can just talk about it now, but when they're going to see the timekeepers and she asks, you know, Ravona, like, Hey, do you remember me? She's like, yeah. She's like, well, what was my nexus event? Like, what was it that made you come after me? Renslayer says, I don't remember. I don't think that's true. I think she does remember but I think she doesn't want to tell her. It's probably something big. That's what I would think. Something mm-hmm. bigger. Now, of course, it seems like it might just be that she's a girl. But it didn't seem to kick in when she was born a girl. Like, it, it seemed like mm-hmm. it took, you know, that she looked like, what, around 10 years old, which means she's probably yeah. 
it depends on how they age, you know, that's the thing. They live for thousands of years, but do they just stop aging around like their 20, 30 year old self and yeah. then continue looking good? Or is this like, she's 10 years old, but she's been living for 30, you know, like that's what I, yeah, it's probably, I don't know. It, it's, it's probably, it's probably something we will find out. I think that's, that is something I, I think we'll end up finding out because we'll get to the end of it. But I, I kind of assume that, Renslayer and Sylvie are going to be the two like main characters in the last two episodes, and they're going to be that's going to be the big portion of the show. Besides, like compared to everything else, I think it's going to be a lot to do with those two. Um, but yeah, they're not like the TVA is not they're not good. And I think as the episode goes on, when you start seeing Mobius become more questioning mm-hmm. and how Renslayer deflects makes it even worse because then it does make it seem if you had no in in my opinion you like watching the show no theories you just watch it to figure out like just watch it to watch it and you're seeing her deflect it's very it's sketchy it's a tactic to to get somebody to stop questioning you and that's what she was she's doing and they're just not they're they're not good people and we find out i know we'll talk about we find a lot about who they are (laughs) and the Mm -hmm. fact that Renslayer and whoever's above her are probably the worst of the bunch compared to the ones who are just kind of their workers. Right, right. Uh, so Mobius kind of like berates Loki a bit, saying like uh, he also lies to him and says about um, that that Sylvie's dead. Yeah, but he also just really berates him in the sense of like uh, one, he's pissed because he thought Loki was his friend. Kind of mm-hmm. the the big part there. Um, but he also starts thinking like, uh, that he, uh, he kind of really goes after him about falling in love with, or what he says is falling in love with himself, you know, that he is such a narcissistic asshole is pretty much what he calls them. Um, and, uh, the the loving yourself of Loki, I'm, I swear at some point. Thor says something or somebody says something to Loki about like the only person you ever loved was your, like the only person you could have ever loved was yourself or something. Is that a a line in one of the movies? Oh, I Um, don't know. I like, or maybe it's in a completely different movie, but I swear I've watched something where somebody says the only, it's like, how would you, or it wasn't like a bad line. It was like a kind of like a funny dig at them. Like, Oh, the only person you ever loved was yourself or the only person you could have ever loved yourself. It might not even be, marvel it could be something i completely don't even think about but i just feel like there was at some point i thought it was like a play on one of the lines before where loki's told how like the only person he really ever loved was himself i just i can't remember if that was like a thing but i just like all of a sudden it popped into my head after seeing that scene i'm trying to find one because i do think it's something like that um but I, I, when I find it, I can't, like, when I Google it, nothing comes up. Yeah, I was, top. like, Googling it during the, the episode, and I, I just couldn't see anything. It just, it sounded like something that was said at some point in the in the movies. But my, my whole thing on this relationship is I'm not so sure it's romantic. I mean, maybe he's processing it that way. I don't know. But mm-hmm. I think it looks more like a she shows him that he doesn't have to be 
Loki. Alone. Like Loki, you know, in in mm-hmm. the sense of and, and mixing it with Sif's thing as well, uh, of you know, you'll always be alone. He doesn't have to play the role of the sacred timeline Loki. You know, Sylvie is a completely different person. And when, you know, and I think he sees her as that. He, he doesn't see her as a Loki where it's like, oh, I have fallen in love with myself because I'm such a narcissist. Like when when Mobius says about, like, calls her Loki and says all this stuff, he says her name was Sylvie. You know, like he completely, I think, buys in to them being totally separate people. They've lived totally separate experiences. And um, it's not really... And they have different personalities. Uh, While they are variants of the same person, they have such different personalities. Like, yeah, they're both kind of tricksters and mischief, mischief at times, but what she has gone through is something totally different than what he has gone through, and it's, like, completely different. So I think that's how he kind of sees it. And I'm not sure if it's like a romantic way or not. Well, I guess we'll find out by the end of the show. But I think maybe it's just like he can see if she can be that way, he can be whatever he wants to be. Mm -hmm. Um, He doesn't have to follow any sort of set path. Yeah. And that's what they're trying to do by breaking free. I I would 100% prefer that over any kind of like romantic thing. (laughs) That's, yeah, that's not, that's a way better because I, I think the romantic things just one too much. I think that's a stupid cop out and it's a little too cheesy for yeah. um, the MCU like that has a lot better meaning to it, too. So uh, Loki tells him after a few lies that the TVA's workers are actually all variants, uh, but Mobius thinks he's lying, sends him back to the time loop. But you can see there's something kind of nagging him about this. He's starting to th- put this together with what C20 said. You know, he, he's starting to figure it out. So he goes and has a conversation with Renslayer. And he continues to ask, you know, that it's supposed to be a celebratory thing where they're signing documents and they've they've caught them, you know. But mm-hmm. he continues to ask, like, hey, why wouldn't you let me interview Sylvie? Um, and she's like, Sylvie? He's like, oh, that's what Loki calls, you know, the the girl Loki. Um, and then he continues to ask about C20, continues to ask all these questions, and Renslayer tries to hold him off. She says these things, like, why are you even asking, like, pretty much, why are you even asking this? You know, like, why, just, it's done, you know, that we won. But, uh, I like what he did here. He got her to look at the trophies again, and then he, he does the little switcheroo on the temp pads and, uh, takes hers. I'm guessing these things are, like, blocked by who can, you know, probably, like, you know, yeah, he, he like only a, has access to certain sort of, files and stuff. Yeah. yeah, like each one has certain data that it can access depending on maybe your level of seniority or your level of, you know, and where you're right. at in the in the TVA totem pole. So uh, he goes to the library and uh, I was thinking, go to your office, man. You know, you're just playing this out <laughs> in the middle of the open here. Uh, but he presses play on a file and it's a recording of C20 being interviewed. And he, she confirms Loki's statement. She says she re- actually remembers that she had a life outside of here from when Sylvie enchanted her. And, uh, you know, she was having margaritas at the bar and stuff and that it was real. And this, you know, this confirms it for Mobius. 
And at the same time, Hunter B-15 goes in to talk to Sylvie. She takes Sylvie to 2050 Alabama because she knows, again, that they can't be traced. Right? Go in there. And she asks about, you know, like, what did you show me? Did you make those up? Were they real things? And um, she, she, like, shows her more memories of her past life and learning who she really is uh which which i thought was really a cool scene mm-hmm. yeah it was um it was something that felt like it was ha- gonna happen though because during the episode you could tell b15 she was really shaken up or something yeah, yeah. she like so it, she wasn't the same b15 from episode two and one and two because she was very brutal and I mean, you even saw her in episode one where she kept, she was the one that like just wanted to prune Loki. Like she just wanted yeah. to get rid of him. But, and then I realized that we didn't see her in episode three. Cause I was like, oh yeah, episode three was literally all just all about the, um, the Loki background. So it's like, this was the first time we had seen these characters really since two episodes ago. And you could just tell from the start, like that she just, something was going on in her head. Like she saw something when she got enchanted or when, the I guess yeah like when she was enchanted by Sylvie and you could see it from the get-go with her it just she wasn't the same she wasn't the same brutal character that she was right so uh Mobius frees Loki and says hey do you actually trust this Sylvie you know like she didn't actually plant those things in C20, and he says he believes her. And uh, when they come back out of the time loop, Renslayer and the TVA Minutemen are already there. She noticed uh, that they had switched temp pads. He tries to play it off, right? He, he tries to mm-hmm. play it off. He then realizes it's not working, so he decides to answer her question. When they were in the room, she asked, hey, if you could go at any point in the world and in history, where would you go? Um he answers it here by saying, I would want to go to like where I'm actually, you know, like meant to be, who I'm supposed to be, riding jet skis, you know, being Mobius. And uh mm-hmm. Renslayer like, like yeah. speech. Yeah, you know, and I'm sitting here watching, I'm like, oh man, how are they gonna get out of this one? And then she asks him to be pruned, and I'm like, All right, like how are they gonna get out of this one? <laughs> and then he gets pruned, and I'm like what i turned to joy i was like i can't believe they killed mobius off already we'll get to that honestly (laughs) like i felt so bad for loki though because it feels like every time loki gets close to somebody Mm -hmm. just the worst things happen like when he started becoming close with thor asgard is destroyed and thanos kills him and i mean obviously that's in like a different I guess timeline. I don't know how you want to call it, but like that was in the movies and and everything, you know, in the past that was really the future. But um, it seems like every time Loki gets close, or maybe like anyone who he actually really cares about, because I think he does care about Mobius, because he wouldn't be telling yeah, him all of this. Yeah. Like he he truly cares. I think he saw what he. I think he was grateful for Mobius, but he was still Loki, so he had his like little trickster ways about him. And then he finally, like, you think he's finally going to have, like, that friend. Like, maybe the whole alone thing is kind of, like, subtly brought there, you know? He maybe at this point doesn't think he's going to be alone. Like, everything that Sylvie's done and the little conversation they had in that memory prison type 
uh, time loop, it's like maybe he won't be alone. And then all of a sudden you sit here and he, you know, he's like, oh, great. Another friend of mine is just killed. And you could see it. You could see it on his Yeah, he looked hurt. Yeah, and he looked defeated, too. Yeah. Yeah. Fantastic acting, like face acting. Oh, Tom Hiddleston has been great. Uh, Owen Wilson's been great. Like, just really great. Uh, But, you know, Renslayer takes Loki and Sylvie to the Timekeepers. So this is where Sylvie asks uh, Renslayer about why she took her. She says she doesn't remember. Uh, the timekeepers order Loki and Sylvie to be deleted, but B-15 frees the pair from their restraint. She comes in, helps out. Um, together, the three of them fight and defeat Renslayer and the timekeeper's guards. B-15's knocked unconscious. Sylvie then, like, throws <laughs> one of the knives or swords. <laughs> he heads a timekeeper, only to learn that they are Robots. Uh, they were so close, uh, which I thought was pretty good because I thought they looked good. I think they did look, uh, Cheating. like cool and interesting, but they looked fake. And I was like, "This is either really bad CGI or it's supposed to be really bad CGI." Okay, I honestly like the whole room that they were in. I thought looked really, really cool, and it looked it honestly yeah. kind of looked like what I expected too, which I thought was nice. Like it looked. Smoky, looked, yeah, it was nice and, and smoky. I actually liked hearing them talk. I was like, man, this is kind of cool. Like, I, I didn't know what was going to happen, but within the scene, it is interesting how you know Loki and Sylvie both bring it up. Like, you didn't just bring it. Why were they brought in front of the timekeepers? Because there's no re- It's not just to get killed. It doesn't. There's no way because they could have just done that anywhere. Was it? Is there something so crazy that they wanted to see these? There has to be something that's deeper meaning or maybe a bit like a better reason, because it, it feels odd that they were just brought in front of them just to get pruned. They both maybe they weren't going to get pruned. I mean, it says deleted here. I'm not sure if that's what they said, but this is what the synopsis thing says. I read and I think they did say something like delete it. And I think there's a difference now, because when we look at the mid credit scene and what happens there maybe deleted is them actually being fully gone like fully deleted Mm -hmm. so maybe they have to bring them there to to do that i don't know but uh yeah uh who knows um but loki is trying to tell sylvie something and man, this took me by surprise too (laughs) i was (laughs) i was like oh my goodness they pruned loki I was like, what is the rest of the show about? We haven't seen all these other things yet in the trailers. But we get that mid credit scene with Loki. Um, Sylvie overpowers Renslayer anyway and demands the truth. That's where that kind of ends. Uh, in the mid credit scene, Loki awakes in this like landfill of pruned objects, I guess. Uh, it says in this thing, post-apocalyptic New York City... You do see Avengers Tower in the background. I just don't know if it's supposed to be New York. In one of the trailers, we see Mobius driving a car near the pyramids. I'm thinking it's just anything that was ever reset or pruned ends up up there. Which makes me wonder. Remember, Casey's cart was pruned, and I think it had some Infinity Stones on it, maybe. Uh, Hmm. So maybe that is something that can be used. Um 
If not, I don't know. But uh, Loki wakes up and he has other variants of himself. I'm going to... These are these are how they're credited. Okay, we got uh, classic Loki. That is the old man Loki, played by Richard E. Grant. Uh, we have kid Loki. We have alligator Loki and boastful Loki, who looks to have uh, Milnir, Thor's hammer. Is that what the name is? Boastful, boastful Loki? Loki is how it's credited. So... Mm. I guess he's going to be very boastful next week. I don't know. I would say the um the guy on TikTok I watch, uh, like after every episode, he he honestly didn't know who that Loki was. So like he, um, the alligator one was different, but like you know he brought up Kid Loki and he brought up um, Richard E. Grant's Loki. It was like classic Loki or something. Like it was the the classic costume that you yeah got in the classic. Yeah. Um, but yeah, he was like I he honestly didn't know. He was just like. I don't know who that Loki is. <laughs> that seems to be a new one. Yeah, yeah. I think it's a mix of... I think maybe he was a Loki that was granted the God of Thunder's powers. You know, he's got Milner. He's got... Uh, it was so cool. maybe That's what it was. Yeah, he's me. mixed. He's like a mixed Thor-Loki variant, which seems pretty cool. Alligator Loki? Seems pretty odd. But, uh, <laughs> but you know, there is a variant Thor in the comics that is a frog. So maybe this comes from the same, <laughs> the same Asgard. Um, <laughs> Kid Loki exists in the comics. He's a reborn version of Loki after Loki dies at the hand of Thanos. So maybe Kid Loki comes into the MCU at some point. Um, or he could just be for the fun of the show. He, I, you got to think this is p- p- very poor planning of the TVA, though, right? If everything pruned ends up in the same spot, do they not think that maybe they might be able to work together and get out of there? <laughs> mm-hmm. Well, do, uh, do they know? Especially like, this Loki. It... Well, that's the thing. Is it just the... I was going to say the timekeepers, but whoever is really in charge that knows, like, does Renslayer know that when she prunes Loki... And prunes Mobius that they're ending up in the same place. Yeah, that was like, I don't know. It just seems interesting. Yeah, this was this was an exciting episode. There was a lot going on here. Uh, again, so some of these parts that I was saying that I was going to be like talking about with you on this episode that then got answered anyway is when when like Renslayer's lying about C twenty. I was like, oh, okay, that's something I can ask Matt, like, you know, do you think Mobius is buying this lie? I'm like, oh, no, that got answered pretty quickly, huh? <laughs> and then, like, when they switched the temp pads, I was going to be like, okay, so what do you think he's going to do with that? And I was like, oh, that got answered really quickly. <laughs> and then... That's like a sign of a good... That's sign... I think yeah, to me, it's that's good like a sign of it's a been good. really... Yeah, like, it... I, get, I think that was... I, I, want, I do want to say that, like, compared to the other two shows, there were moments where the pacing seemed slower. Poor. It seemed... Like we were gonna have to struggle through something to to get better answers, or we're gonna have to wait for the next week's episode to get an answer to something that could be pretty easily handled. But this show is actually, you know, it doesn't. Yeah, it leaves you with questions, but it doesn't leave you with like nominal questions. Like it's like things that aren't as important as they probably could be compared to other questions, like what's gonna happen with Sylvie and Rinslayer or who's leading the TVA. Like, that's fine. Like, cause there's two more episodes. We don't have to know that right now, but 
we didn't have to wait to see what happens with the Tempad. We didn't have to wait to see what happens with Mobius. We didn't even have to wait and see what happened with Loki. <laughs> like, we got to see where he is. And I, I prefer that over the constant questioning that some yeah. of the other shows made made everybody do. So where do you think we go from here? There's some things from the trailer that we haven't seen yet. President Loki uh, that we haven't seen. Uh, that's a variant of Loki we haven't seen. I think there's supposed to be one that's King of Asgard we haven't seen. Do you think those are all pruned versions that maybe they all band together and figure out a way out of here more than just the variants we just saw, but like more Loki's and maybe more Mobius's. Maybe he wasn't the first Mobius to question. Maybe there's more Owen Wilson's in here. Maybe lightning McQueen is in here somewhere. <laughs> that would actually be really funny. I know they'd never do it, but I would love yeah. it. If, if like you could have like, I hope one day there's like a deleted scene that comes out like maybe a month later where instead of Loki waking up, it's Mobius waking up and you get like, some people did that. They like put (laughs) together a picture of Mobius waking up. And then it's all these Owen Wilson characters standing around. (laughs) I saw that photo with um, before seeing the episode, but I I didn't like really look into it. I just thought it was somebody making like a funny photo. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Like, but like, obviously now it makes more sense, but that'd be really cool just to see. He like wakes up and he sees, Lightning McQueen and like um, <laughs> the guy from Wedding Crashers. Oh, I think yeah. his name was Owen in that too. What's the other one that he's in? He's in the one with Ben Stiller that. Um, yeah, Night at the Museum too. Uh, no, it's um, oh Zoolander. No, the one Zoolander, yeah. Like he's in Night at the like, Museum too. So you have like the little cowboy version of him. <laughs> that would be really funny. Like I would love to see like a little deleted scene. I don't know if Disney would ever do it, but I would love. And then it. he wakes um, up and they're all just like, "Wow." <laughs> Um, I don't know. It's it's hard to think where the show like I I think there's two separate situations going yeah. on. Yeah. And I think they need to hopefully they, they do it in like like um hopefully they do it at the same time. It's not like we get one episode next week of just like what's happening with Loki and Mobius and then the last episode is about Sylvie and, and Renslayer and the timekeepers. But I think the main plot line is going to focus around Sylvie, why she was taken, what's the reasoning behind the Timekeepers, why Renslayer has her role, and where she falls in line with whoever's running the Timekeepers, which I do think in the end, I think you've mentioned before, it, it's probably, I think, going to end with Kang the Conqueror either being introduced or, like, the just maybe not his face, but, you know, maybe just his name is being introduced. Um and then I think, so I almost think the Loki and Mobius and all the different variants is not going to be as important to the storyline. I think it's just going to be like a feel-good portion of the show where maybe they find a way out where they get back to their timelines or a timeline where they get to have their life again, maybe. Maybe it's like Mobius, he ends up back where he was and he's on his jet ski, but it, it doesn't end up it doesn't end up into the importance of the MCU timeline or the importance of the show's timeline. It's just more of like a feel good ending to it. And then, you know, maybe Sylvie is a bigger character within the MCU. And that's why she wasn't the one that got pruned. And she's kind of the new Loki esque character that's going to appear maybe in the multiverse situation. I don't know. I just, I, I do think 
the Sylvie and Renslayer is a lot bigger to the storyline to everything MCU wise compared to Loki and Mobius and the variants and what's happening at that post credit scene. That would be my prediction. I think my prediction is kind of like this next episode might split between the two parties, but I think, I think with the way the show is paced, they might both get back together by, by the end of that episode and have episode six be full on taking on the TVA and waking everybody up from it mm-hmm. and ending it, ending the TVA. Um, if we get a second season, which again, like I said last week, there's rumors of, but I don't think there's anything official. I guess we'll see how it how it goes. Uh, but yeah, that's 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 Loki, the Nexus event. So next week we get episode five, and then I'm going to see Black Widow on the eighth. So I guess I got to do a, I guess I got to do a uh, a spoiler review of that um at some point so i gotta do like two episodes next week i don't know when i'm gonna see that yeah it's on disney plus uh, for people that need to know it's on disney plus for 30 bucks i might just but buy it. you have it for the entire time that it's on disney plus uh you know so usually they go free three or four months after they get put on there so you would have it for 30 bucks for three months of viewing which is pretty good. I'm. This is what I'm probably gonna do. I'm. I'm probably gonna go see it in theaters. I know I am. I got my tickets. I'm probably going to instead of going to a second theater showing, spend the thirty dollars, and then I'll be able to watch it as many times as I need to before I do the the podcast about it. That's probably the way I'm gonna go. <laughs> I'll probably end up just um, getting it on Disney Plus. There, yeah, I think because the next one after that is Shang Chi, right? Yeah, September third. I like. I feel like that will be the first one that I'll end up seeing in theaters because it, it I don't know, Black Widow has just been delayed so often. Like it doesn't have this, to me, it doesn't have the same feel as like the first. Yeah, I'm more excited about one. Loki episode five than I am Black Widow at this point. And I think it's just because it's, it's, it's almost like anticlimactic in a way too, because it's it's a background story. So I'm sure mm-hmm. that there's going to be things that per, that do help us in terms of, I can't imagine they do a movie where there's no effect at all toward the MCU. Like, yeah, there is no, something there's going to the be movie. something that moves it forward. Yeah. Um, but at the same time, like, it just doesn't. It doesn't. I'm I'm more excited for Shang Chi. I'm more excited for the Eternals. I'm more excited, obviously, for Spider Man. Like, and I think it's because those are the next upcoming movies. But also having it delayed so often, it just doesn't have the same like theatrical release feel of wanting to see it opening night. Because it it's like I've been waiting for it for a year, year and a half, or whatever at yeah. this point. And it's like, I just want to see it. Like, I don't care if it's in the theaters. I don't care if it's on my couch. Like, I just want to see it. I just want to see it. Yeah, I'm going with my parents and my nephews. So that'll be fun. That's the first movie I'm going back to uh, in theaters. Then I'm going to see Suicide Squad in August. So uh, Is that on be... HBO Max? I know yeah, it is. not yeah. a Suicide Squad podcast, but figured I'd ask you. <laughs> Yeah, it is. It is on HBO Max. Uh, So I am probably still going to go see in theaters with my parents just because sometimes I got to get out of the house with uh, Mm -hmm. when when I'm watching a movie sometimes, even watching these 40 minute episodes of Loki. 
with Oscar barking or needing to go outside and stuff. And I'm like, you can't like, I just, I'm just trying to get through these 40 minutes. <laughs> but uh, so, you know, having to push pause on a, on a movie multiple times like that for my first viewing is not how I really want it to go. Uh, but yeah, Shang tree trailer. Let's talk about that real quick because that looks awesome. Oh yeah. That looks <laughs> that second trailer was way better than the first trailer. Like that, the first trailer was still good. But the second trailer sold me on, oh, man, this it's, is going to be so much fun. Um, you know what I kind of like? It, it's, for some reason, to me, it has a Doctor Strange type of feel. Because mm-hmm. um, of the ten rounds. Yeah. yeah, like, there, there's, like, something about the, like, I don't know why. Like, Doctor Strange, to me, when you take a look at the entire first phase and everything of MCU that we went through, Doctor Strange always felt like the outcast to me. Like, he wasn't. You know, he wasn't one of the main guys, but he also, even in the main, the big movies, like the combined movies, he still never played like a huge role in terms of lines and, you know, character himself. But yet his movie, I just kind of liked how, I kind of liked how his movie was set up. I just, I liked all the, it was, it was trippy, but I don't, the villain, I, I, I just liked it. And watching Shang-Chi's trailer, I was like, it's got, it has some Doctor Strange type of like feel to it. Um, and the Ten Rings look sick when they're on, like, when they won't go on the guy's arm and they, like, kind of, like, col- like, collide or whatever. And I just thought that was so cool. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it just looks like a lot of a lot of fun. And we got to see a little bit more of the mystical part with the Ten Rings and in this trailer. Uh, and at the very end of the trailer, Abomination from The Incredible Hulk shows up and he's fighting Wong in a cage match almost from what i've heard this movie might take place during the blip so it might be during that five-year period before Endgame. so i guess we'll find out uh which i could see them doing i could see them doing that kind of stuff for some of these origin films that uh like shang chi so that way the next time we see him in something he's even more experienced yeah also like i think if it's a background movie you don't need to make it you don't need to make a background movie for new characters be after it uh-huh. because then yeah. it, I actually don't know if I enjoy how that sounds too. Like if you just made every single new character just post end game, it just makes it seem like you, I don't know. It just seems too easy to just be like, we're creating a new Marvel army. And after the well, end game, like the, the issue would be if you have them all if you had some of them take place before Endgame, then they're like, well, why weren't they in Endgame? You know, mm-hmm. uh, is what people will ask. The same way that, like, right after Avengers, when Iron Man 3 came out, people were like, well, why didn't Thor and Cap help out Tony? It's like, because it's Iron Man 3. It's not <laughs> Avengers 2. <laughs> uh, uh, no one's... They're always going to have issues with people because some, yeah. some people are too canon. Or canon. I don't know how to say it. Canon? Canon, yeah. Yeah, some people are too, like, they need everything described to them and it's like you don't need everything described you just want it described because you don't like you just want it that way just like yeah enjoy it right. <laughs> how hard is it to just freaking enjoy a movie and just enjoy the show just, you know sometimes you'd be surprised it's very hard to just enjoy things in today's day <laughs> well, that's what sometimes made wandavision hard to watch was that there was so much in terms of like theorizing. I was like, can we just mm. enjoy the show? Like, do we have to theorize that everything is Mephisto? The, like, the oh, issue, the issue with color than it was on the last episode. I think it's Mephisto now. 
the issue with the MCU right now is that, and we're going to wrap this up, but the issue with the MCU right now <laughs> is that people, uh, it, it's kind of been a thing since right around Avengers, I would say, when people would see the end credit scenes and that's like all they would talk about. Mm-hmm. They'd be like, oh, did you see the movie? Yeah, did you see the end credit scene? And then that's their whole conversation. It wasn't about the movie itself, right? And it's this what's next type of behavior. And it's crazy that that's even happening when we're getting weekly Marvel stuff. Like, yes, I want to see a Spider-Man No Way Home trailer. I do. But when you have constant people like complaining that like, why is Marvel not sharing anything yet? It's like, because we're getting something every week right now. <laughs> like, yeah. we don't we don't need it right now. I do think uh, that trailer has to be coming out soon because I can't imagine mm-hmm. it's not a part of the Black Widow like trailer line. Well, what's weird is they've they've announced the toys officially on Marvel.com and on Funko. Like the Funkos mm-hmm. have been officially unveiled and the toy line has been officially unveiled. And it shows off like two new suits that he's gonna be wearing. So very, very strange that um no pun intended because Doctor Strange is in the movie. But yeah. uh Love we're it. going to you know, we're going to get that trailer at some point at during this month, I would think. It's got to be July. I think it's going to be before. I think it'll, it'll be, be next a, week. Could. I would say, I think it wouldn't shock me for it to be, because I, I just can't imagine the first time is going to be, say, Thursday night, like at movies. Um, it just doesn't doesn't feel like something Marvel will do with it. I think they'll really, I wouldn't shock me if it's released like, hey, maybe they want to get really patriotic and release it tomorrow. <laughs> Yeah, that'd be cool. That would outdate this episode really quickly. Uh, but if they do, uh, we will talk about it. I'll I'll either bring somebody on or I'll talk about it myself, depending on schedules. If it does drop that quickly, but who knows? Maybe maybe Monday or Tuesday. I don't know. Uh, that's probably the latest it could be before it has to be before it won't be on Black Widow. Mm-hmm. would have to be probably tuesday maybe wednesday but the you know the show you know the the showing start on thursday for black widow so i'd say if a trailer doesn't come out by tuesday probably not happening in time for black widow but definitely this month because we're five months out yeah uh, and i think shang chi got its first trailer five months out um eternals i think got theirs five months out so should be this month, which will be fun. Uh, now, if it doesn't show Tobey Maguire and Andrew Garfield, and they are indeed in the movie, people will freak out and start wondering if they are in the movie. So I guess we'll, <laughs> we'll have something to talk about and relate it to the trailer. But uh, if you haven't looked at the Funko Pops, look at them. The suits are pretty cool. It looks like one is like a mix of magic with a suit. It's called Integrated Suit. Um, so we'll see what that's about. But if you want to follow us on the old twitter we are at to infinity saga did i say that right yeah at to infinity saga facebook.com slash infinity saga beyond and uh, you can email us marvel plus recaps at gmail.com and we will catch you next time